One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Six Degrees of Reality TV. I'm Amy, and I'm here with the lovely Leslie and Coco. Yeah, Coco, you'll hear her pipe in from time to time. If if you're new to listening to us, Coco is um, Leslie's amazing bird. What kind of bird? Yeah, she's a little parrot. She's a green condor. She's green, and she has, like, really long red feather, like, tail feather, and she's very loud. Okay. <laughs> so we're here today and we're going to talk about um, MAPS season 13, episode 6. And the title of this episode is kind of weird. It's Out of the Comfort Zone and Into the Sea. Which was so, not comforting for anyone. No, did not work at all. All right. So we're going to start off with Michaela and Zach. So Leslie, go ahead. So this episode, the honeymoons are wrapping up. And this is where this starts to get interesting because this is the part that I like because they have to start facing the reality. We're going to have to live together. And how is that going to look? Right. And in the older seasons, if you remember, they used to have to live at one of their houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they they provide them with housing. See, I didn't know that because the last season I saw was so many, it was so long ago, maybe yeah. like four seasons ago. So I didn't know that. So this is interesting. This changes yep. the- whole bunch of things so this show i was you know i was trying not to text you too much yesterday while i was watching it but it's so full of such interesting content even though you you and i agree that nothing really happens but yet there's a lot to discuss there's so much to discuss like that's why i don't understand why there aren't 35 podcasts about this why isn't this a bigger hit that's like on my <laughs> note because it's like the 90 day franchise like there's like a million podcasts on it i yeah. love it yeah, Happily Ever After sucked. This season was yeah. dreadful. It felt yeah. like a chore. I yes. wanted to gouge my eyes out half of the time, but yet I still stuck with it. Sure. And it's because the couples are, we've seen all these people before. We're tired of them. We need new blood. And this show is good because each season is new people. Yep. And you get to really look at the dynamic of people. And like you said, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. And it still jolts me a little when the experts chime in like randomly. Like, we're just following these couple stories, and then the expert's like, and then they're going to learn, and you're like, wait, wait, where did you come from? What is going well, on? Well, you know, you know I have beef with the experts doing yeah. this and disappearing. Yeah, they just so. chime in, you know. And then they peace out, like, whatever, let's see yeah. how it goes. So, Michaela and Zach. So, we kick things off with a very sad-looking Zach. He's wearing a huge mask on the balcony in the Florida Keys Hotel. He has COVID. So Michaela's back in Houston alone. And although they're both bummed, Zach tells Michaela not to worry that it's a short-time sacrifice for a lifetime paradise, which I thought was really sweet. I I thought that was sweet, too. He's a poet. We've talked about this. Dude's a poet. And I think that this is going to... I don't want to get ahead of myself because the preview's... They left me like, oh my God. Me too, me too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's something a little smooth about him. That's what I'm noticing. Yep. So then later on, it turns out that when the other couples kind of <laughs> call him out, like the Juliet balcony, you know, they're like <laughs> following at him. He's been turning up on his own. He's been drinking beers in his room on his own. And yep. not yep. much to do because he's just stuck there in isolation. And there was really... Not much on these two because, as I said, he's walked away with COVID. McKenna's in Houston. There is another part when the couples get together that they're all, like, FaceTiming him. But, you know, you see yeah. him for a little brief moment and he's shirtless. 
Yeah. <laughs> looking all hot. Which I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. here for that. Yep. But other than that, there's not really much going on with him because he's really just looking forward to getting back to Houston and feeling better, which I do not blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. So that's pretty much it for him and, and Michaela because Michaela, we see her like for two seconds. And then yeah. That's about it. Um, but then we go to Bow and Johnny. I a lot love. going on here, a lot going on. So the pillow fort is still in place, which I noticed. <laughs> I wonder how long that's going to stay in there. And this episode, wow, so many cans of worms just popped out. I was losing yep. my mind. So, yep. okay, so first, Bao opens up. She's talking about, like, the snoring and how it makes her feel very insecure and that she was bullied over. So apparently she went to, like, some summer camp or something as a kid. And she snored, people made fun yeah. of her. And so that stuck with her. So she's very self-conscious. So, you know, Johnny brushed it off because he's thought, like, oh, it's something petty. It's not a big deal. Um, but really, it bothered Val. So it's, I think it was a good move on her part to tell him, like, look, this bothers me. Yeah. She's an excellent communicator, which they she talk is. about later. Like, I feel like I'm falling a little bit in love with her. Like, yeah. I love her so much. Like, just the way she is able to articulate exactly what she's feeling. She responds to anything that he says very calmly. Mm-hmm. Like she's just so measured in her emotion. It's it really seems, fascinating. It seems like she's been down this road before. Like maybe she's gotten, maybe like been divorced or something. And she's like, this didn't work the first time. So this is how I'm doing it. Cause it's like, she's, Correcting everything. And she makes yeah. a point later on about, you know, with living together and how you're older now and it's not, you're not that amenable as you would be when you were younger. And I was like, yes, that's such an interesting point. So she's, she's really good, which makes sense because this is someone who has an Excel spreadsheet for every time she takes a breath. So it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like, it's a large conversation to have, but it is something that I've thought about as I watch this season is And it's something my husband and I kind of talk about a lot with our friends. Like, is it better to couple up and get married younger when you're more amenable to, you know, you're you're not set in your ways, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Like, I'm so set in my ways right now. I would have a really hard time living with somebody else. Yeah. So it really begs the question, like, should they be having younger couples on? But we see, like, Zach and Michaela are kind of younger and we see how that's going to go. So Yeah, that's a little crazy. Um, And Johnny is very finicky because the fact that after she tells him this and she tells him so eloquently, so calmly, very maturely, and he's like, well, this is the part of the relationship where I would like hightail it out. And you're like, okay, you know, this is like a red flag for him. It's like, okay, calm down. This is why you were single for like a million years because the moment you see anything that was a bit of an obstacle, you were like, I'm not dealing with it. Let me get back on the apps. So that's basically how he was. Yeah. You know, and the part when he said that his gut is telling him to run, but the ring on his finger is keeping him tied down and yeah. to work through it. I was like, yes, because that's what you want to hear. Yes, yeah, that was I mean. not good. That was not good. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it's very telling about him and why he's been single and why he was so cold, picky. It was just that yeah. if the person did not do everything that he expected from that person, he was out. So Yep. So then we get into later on, because we have a lot of scenes with them throughout the episode. And later on, Amy, we get your favorite topic comes up, measurements, another scale. (laughs) What level are we at? I'm like, stop, stop. Do not measure your relationship. So basically, I'm assuming that he was measuring the level of intimacy, like where they were at, because he's trying to bang her. That's he's, all that is. He is trying to bang her, and he is also someone who just needs to quantify everything. Mm-hmm. Like, how much is this worth? How much is it? What is, you know, how do I get, if this is worth 9.4, what will it take for me to be able to bang you? 9.7, 9.8, like, I need to know in numbers. Yeah, and the thing was that they, they start talking about this, and she does admit that she's attracted to him and that she had a crush on him prior you know back when they knew each other in college and he said you know so if you would have told me I probably would have had a crush on you too or admitted that I liked you so it's like oh yeah because he needed everyone to like kind of fall for him because he wanted the clingers he wanted the girls to go to him yes remember this is the guy who said he likes clingers Mm -hmm. so yeah so and then he asked her which was funny like do you think 
that we would have had a couple of kids by now had we gotten together then. And Bao's face was just amazing. She was like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. And his face just like shuts down. And then we yeah. get the commercial. So it seems like the world is going to end. You know, they get through that. And then later on in the episode, they go to the beach and Bao gets into the hammock, which I never successfully or gracefully got into a hammock. We talked about this. I would be flailing around like Bugs Bunny style, <laughs> flipping around. Not not being able to stop the hammock. I would just be a dead person. But the good part about this scene was that Johnny admits the fight or flight moment that he had. He does. He's like he's you know, being very forthcoming with all of which that is stuff. Good. It's they're good. both like on the same page, so that's good. Right, um, because if he was saying that kind of stuff to somebody who couldn't handle it, like like a Rachel, maybe, which I do think Rachel can handle it, but she's different than Bao, right? Like, Bao is steel. Like, she can handle all of this. She takes it in. She processes it. Okay, here's what's going on. And she, you know, spits it back out or whatever. Like, it's not... You know not... who would have had the worst time with this? Oh, no. Kayla. Yes. Yes. Flipped. Yeah. Like, it takes a certain kind of person to sit there and to understand it is what it is when your partner's telling you, like, everything inside of me is telling me to run away from you right now. Yeah. Like, it takes a special kind of person to be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Like, somebody who's been through therapy. Yeah. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I get it. Okay. And the thing was, what was kind of sad, she said she saw it in his face. Like, she could tell. She's trying so hard. And she does say this, that she's been working hard to let her guard down and to really be open to this experience. And you could tell that it's killing her. And there are times where you could kind of see that what she's pushing herself and other times where she kind of like hesitates a little, but then you see that she goes, okay, and then she still goes along with it. So she's yep. really, really working towards it because, and I think part of it has to do with the fact that she knew him somewhat beforehand. So she's like, okay, so this is worth investing in. Yeah, there's a comfort level there. Mm-hmm. Like she, there, as I talked about last week, because my husband and I were friends, like there's some kind of comfort level in being able to say like, I know who this person is. Mm-hmm. Like, you might not know them intimately, but you know they're not a serial killer. Like, I know who he is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think there is a comfort there. Yeah, so I think that's that's part of it. And the fact that yeah. she was always had a crush on him, so she's trying to see that through. And also, later on, we'll see when the girls get together, they start talking about, like, you know, the experts match them up for a reason. Yep. And that if the person didn't meet their checklist, you know, their physical checklist... Maybe they would have met their emotional one, but they would have never gotten there because they were given a chance. Correct. So that was a good point. Yep. So they later go on a boat and then they're all kissy. This is when they're going to like hang gliding, I think it is. Which looked terrifying for me. I would die. I would would die. Clearly, I could not be on this show because I wouldn't want to marry someone at first sight because I'd be terrified. (laughs) And then I'm not an adventurous person. And this is something when you get to your couple, Brett Mm -hmm, and Ryan, which... mm -hmm. I have a bone to pick with him when he's like trying to push her around. I think Brett is I think Brett is my spirit animal, but we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, she's game though. She's up for adventure. Bao is like willing to jump in to Bao is things. super fearless. Re- yeah, know. she's really ready. She's ready. And then they start, you know, they do this adventure, it's beautiful and it looks super fun and romantic. They're all kissy. And then Johnny starts talking about living together. And how he hasn't lived with anyone for like seven years or so. Yeah. And then he, and then I think in the confessional, he says something about like, you know, when he lives alone, he doesn't have to worry about partying. And, and I instantly yes. thought, well, Val can create a partying schedule for you in Excel. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. We'll be good. Yep. There's a spreadsheet <laughs> for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that they did agree on wholeheartedly was no shoes in the house. So that was good. Yeah, I kind of agree on that. Only because um, I live in the country and just everything is dust. Everything is either dust or mud. We have a legitimate mud season here and we have dust season. So you have to leave your shoes on the porch. Yeah, I take my shoes off just because my dog, I don't want him, you know, eating stuff that I pick up on the street or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just got so used to it. I'm so comfortable being barefoot now that I never want to put on my shoes. So. Bao has gone, we discover throughout this conversation about living arrangements that Bao has gone days without showering. And Johnny is like basically a three times a day shower. 
And yeah, that was like, like we is, need to sleep on the couch to avoid showering. Is there somewhere we could meet in the middle here? You know what I mean? Like he showers too much. She showers maybe not enough. She says it's not every day. So right. You know, sometimes I'm tired. What she says, though, is she said, I see that you shower three times a day. And there have been weeks where I have not showered that much in a week. So is she saying there's been weeks where she showered maybe two or three times a week? Maybe. I don't yeah. think that's awful. No, I mean, especially if you haven't done, like, if you weren't working out or doing labor, if you were just, like, right. home all day, like, like, due to the pandemic, there were days, right, sure. Sadly, I did not shower because I was just home all day. I was depressed. I mean, look, if you have old lady thinning hair like I have, you've got to get in that goddamn shower every day because if you don't, <laughs> it's like a pipe cleaner just sticking up all over the place because there's, like, 10 strands of it. But... <laughs> You know, if I have, like, really nice thick hair and stuff, I mean, I have an office job. I'm a teacher. It's okay. I can go a day without showering. So, I don't know. He's a little excessive about it. He is excessive. And remember, at one point, I think, like, in the first episode, we talked about, like, he was, you know, tracking dust. He could track a germ, remember? Yeah, He could track a germ. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, So, he's one of those. So, this is going to be very interesting, the whole showering thing, because it keeps coming up. Throughout the episode, it keeps coming up, and it's like he's starting to feel like she's. I think that he's a little taken aback by it, not attracted to her because of that. And yeah. I don't think that she's saying like I don't ever shower, but it's probably not as much as he would like. I don't know. I just hope that this kind of works out for them because I do like them together. I like them a lot too. But let's not forget when I watched um, what is it? I almost said Untouched, Unfiltered. Is that it? <laughs> Yeah. When I watched that um, last time, remember, he said it was like kissing his sister. Yeah. And I also watched this unfiltered, which I will have commentary at the end. Okay. Okay. So um, wrapping up with Bao and Johnny. So later on, towards the end of the episode, we find out that Johnny's dad actually speaks to him. Yes. So that was a big revelation. I was and really excited for him. The first question his dad asks is like, did you get married? And he goes, yes. Is she Asian? Yes. And then he started talking about Bao, and apparently he approves and told him, you know, that he's happy for him. So I think that what he was scared of was that he was going to marry someone that probably wouldn't have known anything about their culture, that it would have been, like, just shock value for TV-wise, rather than someone that would be good for him. So I think that the father's relieved. And yeah, smile on Johnny's face. Johnny face. is so relieved. Like, it's just, you know, one of these, like, I got my dad's approval. Yeah. And he shouldn't have to work that hard for it, but he did. Okay, it's a thing. It's over. Dad's happy. We're happy for Johnny. Good. Yeah, so this is, and now this is another reason why, like, okay, this has to work. Like, you're so <laughs> close. Come on. It's a perfect love story. They kind of knew each other in college. They had crushes on each other. They didn't pursue it. They go on a reality show. They get paired together. They they're probably one of my favorite couples. Yeah. They're, they're I great. think they have the best chance. They do. They do. They do. All right. So did you want to talk real quick about the infamous political discussion dinner? What the? Oh, Lord. Yes. You pick it off. So I just have here, Zach calls them shirtless. We talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they start talking about, like, was it? appropriate for Michaela to get on a plane and go back to Houston. So I thought production made her do that, but it seems like it was a choice. But she seemed, because during the thing, she was so upset over it. She seemed like she didn't want to go. Yeah, it's really confusing. Um, it, It seemed like some of them were, you know, of course, Jose was like, this hits my Romeo and Juliet, bro, because like, I'm ride or die. Uh, Credit score 820. But, you know, like, I just, I I guess some of them were shading the decision. Mm -hmm. And you and I were kind of talking about it. Like, wow, it's kind of weird that she was exposed to COVID, but we'll get on a plane. But if she's vaccinated Mm -hmm. and wore a mask, that theoretically should be okay. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I thought it was the production making that decision. I feel like production would do that shut things down because I was watching Darcy and Stacy this week and they had to shut down in a scene because someone was like exposed or something. So I would think that production just for themselves as yeah. well as their employees would be like, yeah. no, no, shut it down. Get out. Get out. Get out. Yep. So you probably got like a rapid test or something. They're like, okay, negative. Get on the plane. Bye. Yeah, true. 
So then we have who I'm calling the host of the show, Gil. Right? He's the host. So they sit down at dinner. They're all together. And Gil's like, so what are your strengths as a couple? And they go through all this stuff. And Bao and Johnny are like, you know, we're really good communicators. And we talk about everything. For example, we had a fight last night. We talked it out, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, mashed potato Brett across the table is like, actually, he's more like a baked potato. So baked potato Brett is like, Oh, I'm really, I, I have a confession to make. Okay. I'm warming up to Bre- uh, to Ryan. I'm sorry. I'm calling him Baked Potato Brett. Baked Potato Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. I'm warming up to Ryan. Ugh. And I don't want to be at all. Ugh. So he's like, you know, I'm really glad that, like, he was human in this moment. He's like, yeah, I'm he really was. glad that you guys shared that with me. Because it helps us to see how to navigate those conversations. And I was like. Oh, Ryan, bro, 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 bro. What's happening? Yeah. It was really interesting. So they start talking about all their strengths and weaknesses, and then they finally get into politics. I did not see that coming. I don't know how it has not been mentioned yet in this season and last season. Now, last season, I will say we had a couple, Eric and Virginia, who clearly had political differences. Eric was clearly. Um, and when I, I want to make sure I delineate here, there is a difference between being a Republican and being a Trump supporter. I feel yes, like very there easy. is a Venn diagram. I think that you can be a Republican and be a Trump supporter, but you can also be neither party and be a Trump supporter or, you know, whatever. So I feel like Eric last season was kind of a conservative Republican. I don't know if he was a Trump supporter. And Virginia was definitely a Democrat. Like she had a lot of LGBTQ plus in her family and she was really into all of that. So they clashed a lot. So I don't know how like it has not come up. It's such a pervasive part of our society. right? Now. these last couple of years. Yeah. So Gil says he doesn't think that politics should be a deal breaker. He's like, you know, if somebody told me that the person I was marrying was a Republican and Mirla goes, oh, no, 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 nope, no, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I interpreted that to be that she is a Democrat. Yeah, that's Did the way you? I took it. Yeah. Okay. Because somebody online was starts, saying no. Because he starts to say things like, you know, just because I vote for someone doesn't mean that I agree with everything they do, but they have policies that it, that pique my best interest or serve me my business or whatever that yes. usually that's a Republican stance. It's kind of yes. like I don't really agree with them, but financially, you know, it makes sense. What was really interesting here is yeah, Gil was kind of like, you know, I vote for policies, not the person, essentially. Which, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, is kind of a privileged point of view, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people don't have that privilege. Um now, Ryan is piping in, and he is agreeing with all of this. Yeah. And Ryan, Baked Potato Ryan, is like, look, I it doesn't matter that much to me, and it should not affect. And Brett is like, there is steam coming out of her ears. Yeah. She is like, it completely matters to me. And she tells the camera, like, I've gotten really politically active in the last couple of years. Like, this is a big deal for me. It's not so. So my question to you is, is this a deal breaker in a relationship? Listen, before I would have said it's not a big deal prior to Trump, because, you know, Republicans were, a lot of times it was more about the finances and things sure, like that, being sure. more, some more religious than, than Democrats, a little more liberal yep. and things yep. like that. Yep. And Democrats tend to be a little more open-minded and kind of more welcoming and trying to be very politically correct. Like, let's yes. let's be honest. And sometimes yes. it gets a little annoying. Yes. And a little didactic. But now it's such a fine line between hatred yeah, and just, like, being a decent human being that it's like you have to decide where you're standing. Because if yeah. you stand with these guys, you're going to take all the crap that comes along with being a bigot. Because that's yes. just going to come your way. Yes. So I you got to, like, decide where you stand. And right, so it's difficult. Ryan is clearly a Trump supporter. Um, he works in oil and gas and he lives in Texas. That's very common. Yeah. However, you know, there's a difference between that and somebody who was at the Capitol on January 6th, right? Exactly. 
-hmm. So like, I don't, I don't know. For me personally, it, it would be a deal breaker. Yeah. But you are correct. 10 years ago, it would not have been. It would not have been. It but have been like, oh, it is 100%. And I wrote, isn't it interesting that men can compartmentalize this? Like, oh, the, I vote for this person based on this and that stays in a little compartment over here. And that doesn't bleed into what I think of your values and your morals and your ideals. Really interesting. Yeah, because, okay, so let's say you are a Trump supporter and I'm, like, in a relationship with you. How can I be with someone who voted for someone who is okay with taking away rights away, not only from, from immigrants, who are my family, but mm -hmm. LGBTQ people who are also within my family? So it's like, yes. how can I be with someone yes. who doesn't support their rights? Right, and, and conversely, if you're a Trump supporter... Would you really want to be with a liberal, right? That's no. that's against everything you stand for. Exactly. So it's like, be like they're just preaching. Right. So you could see it from both sides. Like it just is, by the way, just while we're speaking about Mirla being a Democrat and immigration, she told an interesting story that her mother actually swam across the river from Mexico into the United States um, to escape Mexico and... Um, came here and was never educated and couldn't read and produced four very successful children. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And Jose was on unfiltered with her when she was telling the story. And he was like, wow, like that is so amazing. I'm just going to say, I like Mirla. I just do. I really like her. I just do. It's and not a popular opinion, but I like her. I find myself agreeing with her on so many things. Like later on with, with the gelato thing, I was like, oh, she's complaining. But I would say the same thing. I don't like the chocolate. So to, <laughs> to wrap up the political discussion, though, Ryan then says, if they care that much one way or another, they're not for me. Why would you want someone who's not passionate about the state of the world? <laughs> okay, dude. He wants another baked potato. That's all he wants. I think that he's very privileged. And he doesn't realize it. And so yeah. for him, he's not, you know, whatever law that's get passed tomorrow, it's not going to affect him directly. Right. So he's fine with it. It's like he won't see the changes. He won't see the effects. Yes. So he's fine with it. Yep. Yep. Whereas for Mirla, like a family member could get deported or, you know, they could yeah. like not go to college or, you know, it could be like a big thing. Yeah. 100%. And I feel like Gil just might be a little conservative. I didn't get a vibe off of him that he was radicalized either way. I feel like he just could be somebody who's, you know, he's in, he's a fireman, right? There's mm -hmm. that whole culture of like supporting the state and supporting the government and supporting, you know what I mean? Like the and back, the blue. Yeah, protecting and the, the yes. country. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I think he might just vote a little more conservatively and that might be why it's not a huge deal for him. Cause he's like, look, it's not a huge deal for me. Like, you know, I, I tell this story all the time. When I was growing up, my dad worked for a defense contractor. We voted for Reagan. Like I can remember being a little kid and praying that Reagan got reelected in 84, <laughs> you know? Um, but my dad was always one of those people who, Hey, he helps put food on the table. I'm going to vote for him. But like you said, it was a very different world. Mm -hmm. very different role okay so we're gonna move to rachel and jose oh boy so rachel and jose wake up and jose announces he has a plan he's gonna take her bike riding <laughs> but before they do this they have this little discussion about rachel's kind of like i love to travel what kind of trips do you think we should take before we settle down and have children and she's like i want to go to switzerland now, she yeah. wants to go to Switzerland to, like, rock climb and hang glide and shit. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go to Switzerland to just, like, stare at things. And yeah. Eat up, eat their food. But Jose's like, mm, that's a little too expensive. Why don't we go to Vegas? Or New York. Oh, not knocking my beautiful state of New York or Vegas, which I enjoy. But mm -hmm. it's like, come on, that's not the same. And so he has the mentality, like, look, we're going to have kids. We've got to... You know, do this responsibly. We've got to budget this out. We could do trips later. And I'm thinking to myself, just do the trip now before you have the kids do. Trust me. Yeah, you won't be able to do it with the kids. Because then no. you're going to have to pick a place that's like kid friendly. 
friendly and family. And friendly or if you them. leave them home, you're going to have somebody who you're going to have to find somebody who will come to your house and stay with your kids for a week. And that's pretty difficult. So and expensive. So they they t- they have that discussion then. And you could see like Rachel's face. Like there's just all these red flags coming up in the back of her mind. And she's just stomping them down, stomping yeah. them down, you know. So she confesses to him that she doesn't know how to ride a bike. And he takes this in stride and he tells her like, you know, I'll help you with this, whatever. So they, they bike ride and she does really well. She does really well for someone who doesn't. I mean, I've ridden a bike since I was a kid and I hadn't ridden my bike for years. And I rode it last year. I got my bike out of my mom's basement because it was COVID. It was nothing to do. Yeah. And I had to get it fixed. And I got the tires fixed and all these the cables and everything done. And the first time I got on it, I almost fell off. And I was like, but I thought you never forget. Like, what happened? So it took me like a few starts and then I was back on my bike. So that was very impressive. I think I would have liked to see footage of Leslie trying to learn like, to ride her bike again. Oh, it was awful. And my legs are so long. And was this like so on the streets of New York? You're trying to learn? No, this? no, oh, no. Okay. Fortunately, I was at my friend's house. Like, he lived okay. like, in a place. Like in Jersey, so it's like gated community. So okay. I'm not gonna be in the streets. I would get <laughs> no. Like the last time, this is the reason why I hadn't ridden my bike in so many years. Because the last time I was riding my bike from Washington Heights, where I live, to the Bronx, to my mom's house, and I got hit by a car. So like they hit the back of the the wheel, so that whole thing got dented. I was able to jump off the bike. Oh, you're so lucky. Got caught. I know somebody but, who was who like, lost their partner that way. Ugh. They were hit by a bike in New York City. Or they were hit on a bike in New York City. Yeah, Yeah, it's scary. It's really scary. Okay, so after the bike riding, they have lunch. And Rachel tells Jose uh, he's patient and she appreciates that. And she's like, I know we're not supposed to bring up our first marriages or our first relationships or other relationships. But, you know, my my ex was, like, not patient. Like, he wanted me to do all this shit and he didn't, you know, take care of me or whatever. Then she says... I really want to revisit that conversation about the shared bank accounts because it's just not sitting right with me. And I really thought that that was good that she did that. Mm-hmm. So Jose's like, eh, I'm not really changing my mind on this because, you know, I take finances really seriously. Then he tells her his credit score. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Is it, I didn't write down, is it 8.15 or 8.20? He said like 8 something, I, I don't know, probably like 8.20. It was like okay. high up there. So he's literally like, okay. He said it's near perfect. Yeah. I have a near perfect score. Do you want to hear it? Do you want to know what it is? Do you want to know what it is? And he's like smiling, like grinning, like the Cheshire cat. Do you want to know what it is? Huh? Huh? Ask me. Ask me. And she's like, okay, what is it? And he's like, 8.20. And he smiles. And I wanted to come through my television and punch him in the face because he knows that her credit score is not 820. He knows because they've had previous discussions and she said that she had struggles with money in the past. And, you know, you and I were kind of talking about this off the air a little bit. Like credit score does not equal wealth. Mm -hmm. It does not. Like I have a better credit score than my sister. She makes five times what I make. Like, it has nothing to do with wealth. It just means yeah. that you pay your bills on time. If you don't have a lot of bills, if you're fortunate enough to not have a lot of bills, it's easy to do. Yeah, it's easy to do, especially if you don't have that many credit card debt. It's pretty yeah. easy, as long as you pay everything on time. Right. It doesn't It doesn't tell anyone the size of your house. Yeah. 
the size of your 401k, the size of your bank accounts, nothing. It means nothing else. So I really have a problem with him equating this with wealth and holding it over her head in some way. Like, I feel like he just takes every opportunity to make her feel like shit. Yeah, he, I don't know. There's like a little bit of like a daddy syndrome. Like he wants to like save her or something. Yes, you're absolutely right. He wants to, it's misogyny. He wants to take care of her. He wants to be the one with the power. And so he says again, like, I'm not changing my mind on this. We'll talk about it at a later date, which just is kicking the can down the road. But he's like, no, mm mm-mm. So later they have a bottle of wine out on the beach and they argue over who's going to open it. (laughs) So Jose's trying to like be all manly and open the bottle of wine and Rachel's going, you're doing that wrong. Like I was a server. Just let me, or I work for a caterer. Let me open the wine. She gets it open in two seconds, guys. And she tells them you were doing it wrong, which I appreciated. So they of course talk about intimacy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Rachel worries they won't click there. And then she asks Jose, like, how important is to you? And I wrote, who's going to say it's not important? (laughs) Who's going to say that? Like, somebody might say it's not important right now. But it's going to be important. Mm -hmm. So Rachel intimates that Jose is dragging his feet here. Did you get that impression? I was like, I thought, and also that's interesting because in the couple's dinner later on, we see them kind of asking the question. Johnny's all like, oh, who's getting it on? Yep. yep. And everybody thinks it, it was them. So I was shocked that they... So this might be their storyline. Well, I mean, their storyline is the finances also, mm-hmm. but it's also going to be that Jose won't sleep with her. That's going to be part of the issue. Maybe it could be that he's turned off psychologically from the fact that she kind of made it seem like she wasn't attracted to him at first glance. And maybe, maybe. like that hurt his ego. And so yep. he's like, oh. Maybe. So she says, if this goes on much longer, like she's going to be concerned. And Jose says, he has to have his boxes checked. And if a box isn't checked, then he's not doing it. Okay. All right. Later, the last scene we have of them is they're, they're, I think they're laying in bed and they're talking about moving in together. And Jose says he's a minimalist. And Rachel admits she's a little bit of a hoarder. And I have to admit, I would have a problem with that. Uh, I... Oh, man. This is someone who... Oh, you saw the first time we were recording a podcast, you saw my Care Bear on my bed. I did see your camera. This is like some... I keep things for way too long until they're riding and falling apart. Like, I have a little Bugs Bunny here. Aww. I got him from the... This is like maybe from 89 or 1990. Like, I've had him since I was a kid. I, I don't throw stuff away. But I think like there's works. a difference between that and a diff. Like when I think of a hoarder, I think of clutter everywhere. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I think of. Like, I don't think of people keeping things, especially sentimental things. I think of, because I keep things, but I think yeah. of like the houses on hoarders that they show. No, that's Ugh. creepy. And then you find like carcasses of cats. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just wonder, like, is there going to be an issue here with her her cleanliness? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. He seems like a control freak. I think that's the underlying issue. He's a total control freak. Him and Johnny, again, I know they have a bromance They're going on. For each other. They would make a perfect couple. Why are we not pursuing this? There's never been a same-sex couple on. They could, you know. They need to do this. We need to see it. Okay, so let's go into Mirla and Gil. Yes. So it's funny because my first note is just a quote from Gil that says, I sleep around a lot of people, you know. <laughs> and he says this in response to Mirla being told, because Mirla told him, like, you kind of talk in your sleep. And he's like, I've never heard that before. So that was kind of like his whole thing. And when he said that, her face was kind of like, mm-hmm. But you know what he meant. Yeah, I know. Because he, he sleeps in the firehouse. Yeah, he works he two mean, 24 like, hour shifts. Know, I'm, yeah. I'm around people all the time. Yeah. No one's ever told me this, but you know, it came off like him bragging, like yes. I'm a ladies' man. It was hilarious, which he probably does not have any trouble in that area. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's smooth and charismatic. I think that's one of like the He's the host. Titles. He's the host. Yeah. So they discussed Mira um, taking Gil's last name. So this is something that's come up before. And she is not having it. She wants to keep her maiden name, which I understand fully. I kept my maiden I do name. Too. 
because I felt like, you know, I'm not divorcing my dad. Like, he's still my father. I don't want to change it. I did not keep my maiden name. We've discussed this, which I feel really bad about. But her father was murdered. Murdered. Exactly. Let, like, how insensitive are you going to be? Let her keep her father's last name. And maybe she'll come around and hyphenate it. What's wrong with that? Sure. Yes. I mean, and to be fair, like, his last name is Puero, which in Spanish is slang for slut. Like, do you want really? his last name? <laughs> yeah. It really means skin, but they call it, like, slut. Puero. Okay. Like, oh, Puero. Okay. I don't want that as a last name. No. no. Are you crazy? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> but, yeah, I would be resentful if someone was pressuring me, especially knowing the history that their father was murdered so tragically. And then it's like, no, you got to take my last name. Like, No. We still need to find out if there's like a 48 hours about this murder. Yeah. I need more information. know what this guy's name was and mm-hmm. figure this out because this mm-hmm. could be a whole other podcast. Like, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so day six of the marriage. So we go throughout basically the last couple of days of their honeymoon. So day six of the marriage, during the honeymoon, Mary and Gala are taking a stroll down the beach. She asked... Um, so he, it's like really hot because you could just see him glistening. Like Bill is just glistening. Yes. Yes. He's like, I don't like to be in the sun. I, I just want to lay down and I'm like, you know, people are going to hate her, but that's me. When, I, when I'm when i outside and it's too hot, I fall into crap. Like I'm, I'm with you. Yep. So I always go to the shade. If I'm by the pool or by the beach, I'm always hiding under mm-hmm. an umbrella or, mm-hmm. or something. I'm trying to just stay cool. That's the whole time. And I burn easily, so I have to get out of the sun because I get, like, real pink. You know, I just want to, like, listen to a podcast, read a book, or play with my Game Boy and just, like, relax. Like, that's what I want to do. But there's, like, people that always want to, like, get in the water and run and hike and do And I'm like, I just want to, like, lay down. Like, I'm so lazy. You're either either a bow or you're a Mirla. Exactly. I'm a Mirla. (laughs) I'm a Mirla as well. So it's funny because then this guy comes over and he's serving gelato. And she's all like, oh. You know, and he's like, what is this? What What is that? Is this vegan? So again, because this came up last time when she wanted the almond milk, and it turns out that she can't do dairy because she's not vegan because right. then we see her later on eating eggs. So the, apparently she can't really do like milk and things like that. But, you know, he's like, well, you told me the other day that you wanted gelato. She was like, oh, yeah, that is right. You were paying attention. Okay. And then she's complaining because this is too chocolatey, though. And I'm like, see, that's annoying, but that's me. I, I really like do. I really do like the banter between them, though. And I wonder if she does it a little bit to needle him. I think because so. he takes it in stride and he kind of gives it back to her. Like, they have that little playfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if she necessarily is a complainer in her real life. I think she's kind of leaning into it because he thinks it's cute. Yeah. And then Gil talks about wanting eight or seven kids. <sighs> Well, <laughs> two vans full of kids. And wow. It's like, nope, nope, nope. Clearly spoken by someone who doesn't have one child. <laughs> and probably hasn't been around kids. Yeah. If you're no. around them enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, nope. I have zero children, but yeah. I'm around them enough. Like, all my cousins have little kids and everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I'm, nope. I'm good. Nope. Yeah. And then the thing is that he keeps talking about, like, well, they don't have to be all biologically yours. You could have two biological children, and then we can adopt. And she's like, no, nope, I don't want to adopt. And that was like, yeah. oh, that's sad. Yeah. Because there are, you know, I felt bad because there are children. I feel that if I were to become a parent, I'd probably be an adoptive parent, not a biological yeah. parent. Just because I have mental issues. I don't need to pass that along. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather, like, help a child that needs a home, you know. I, I didn't that. love that she said that. I didn't yeah, love that. that because she that's was like, what if the... we exhaust all of our options? that's kind of the thing like when you're checking out at the pet store and they're like do you want to donate $2 to help homeless pets and you're like no in your mind you're like I have a real tight budget here and I was just here yesterday and donated $3 so you say no but you feel like a dick bag but you don't want to get into the big explanation so you just say okay never mind take my other $2 like when someone asks you about adoption on national television you just say yes sounds great and then you have that discussion off the air yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, ugh, that was just ugh. it was unfortunate yeah there, there's some little things about her that are a little you know later on we find out the whole thing with the dog where she's really not into the idea of having a dog she's like I don't want to have a dog that's why I don't have a dog but now one is being forced on me 
and Gail shuts it down. You could tell that she went too far with that part. Yeah, with the whole dog thing. He was like, "Okay, that's it. We're done." This you don't make me not want to know you anymore. You don't come for hype. You don't mm-hmm. come for hype. So it's funny because then later on, on the last day of their honeymoon, Marilyn surprises Gil with chocolate chip cookies because the day that they were on the balcony with the macaroons, he was talking about how he's just chocolate chip cookie kind of guy and so much simpler. So she gets him like this whole tray and these cookies are huge. And yes. there's so much chocolate chip that there's barely any other thing ingredient. They look so cookie. delicious. I wanted to dive through my screen. Oh, I wanted those cookies so yes. bad. And then I get mad because when they leave, they check out the hotel. They leave the tray there with the cookies. Let's hope housekeeping had them and enjoyed them. <laughs> Probably not because of COVID. Oh, that's true. Ugh, I don't know. Could could Would you let risk of COVID stand between you and the, one of those cookies? Yeah, I would, I would have COVID right now. so yeah so the cookies are a huge hit with gil and he says you know this is almost as close as foreplay for me you know yep and so he's a little hopeful that they're getting somewhere you know and that they might share a first kiss and i'm just like you put your foot in your mouth because that's not gonna happen because even if she was leaning towards it now she's like no back up yep she's very much in control freak I don't understand why she won't kiss him. She's hoarding that over him. Yeah. Yeah. She really has never met someone who gives it back to her a little bit. And I think she really likes that about him. Yeah. Like I could see her being the type of person like they're not going to kiss. They're not going to make out. They're just going to go right to bed <laughs> when it happens. Do you know what I mean? It's just going to be like zero to 60. It's, it's just amazing. Like she definitely... Because then again, it's like a lot of times she's a little contradictory because when you go back to the first couple of episodes during the bachelorette party, she was like, I don't want to do any of this. I'm not this type of person. The cutting between her, like Michaela and Bang, having a good time. She's rigid. I just want to be married. I just want to be married. And then she tells Gil, I'm looking forward to just being at home, just living together, having a life together. You would think, yeah. oh, okay. But she's someone that doesn't want to be touched. She's very particular. Yep. She wants to yep. cohabitate with a stranger. So I, I think I think dog. he's winning her over. I think she's really charmed by him. Yeah, but then the mm-hmm. dog issue comes up because then the like, dog issue. You know, pirate. You have, what do you do when you're working the twenty four hour shifts? Oh, I have a dog walker. Well, then you can keep that up. No, that's wasteful. Yeah, because you're at home. You could be doing that. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. So he really is not enjoying this whole thing of her not liking the dog. And I feel really bad because when you have an animal, because I, I love animals, and dogs can sense it when you don't like them. Dogs can sense it. Hype is not going to be into her. Nope. And I don't know, though. Like, she's also the kind of person I think that might win, like, hype might win her over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how we this is going to so, go. Because it's like, it's a dog unless they're like foaming at the mouth they're usually really sweet i think a lot of mirla like no pun intended is all bark and no bite like i think she just kind of leans into the 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 ornery side of her yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and but i think if it comes down to it like she'll be the type of person off camera when the cameras aren't rolling to be walking that goddamn dog and cleaning up his poop and stuff yeah i think that that's what she doesn't i don't think she has an issue with dogs she just doesn't want to be responsible for one right because I'm sure if the dog is playing around, she doesn't really care. It's like, oh, he ate my shoe. Like, that's right. probably a fear. Like, he's going to eat, look at my things. Yep. He's gonna, I'm going to have to pick up his poop. He's going to pee everywhere. Like, that's the yep. whole fear. Yep, 100%. It's going to disrupt my way of life. And that's, yep. I think, the issue with her. But otherwise, 100%. I don't think she's, like, a cruel person. I just think she's not interested because she has a particular lifestyle that she wants to maintain. She keeps yep. telling us. Yep. And it does not involve a dog or anyone that would, like, get in the way Right. Or anything that would get in the way of how she's used to living. So Yeah, don't blame her. Don't blame her. And some people just aren't pet people. And, some and people aren't pet people. Like, I I love my pets. I want people to love my pets. But, you know, like, my sister's not a pet person. At all. Does not want the responsibility. Does not. No. no. She hates my dogs when she comes out. She's like, ugh, get them away from me. <laughs> it's fine. Like, she's not an evil monster. It's just not her speed. Yeah. So, I get it. I love animals. Like, I see a dog and I just, like, melt. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And they always, like, come running to me. And I'm like, yes, love me. I love, I'm that way with cats. I love 
Oh, see, I like them from afar because I have birds, so I can't yeah. interact too much with them because right. I don't trust them. I don't trust birds. So, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, birds are dinosaurs, basically. There you so go. Little <laughs> dinosaurs. They're evil. Little dinosaurs. So, is that it for Mirlin Gill? Yeah, basically, then next week we'll see what happens when the dog, okay. when the hype comes into the picture. All right, so let's go to Brett and Baked Potato. <laughs> so they go kayaking. So in the morning, they're laying in bed and they're talking about how Brett is afraid of unidentified objects in the sea. Yes, understandable. She is me, 100%. She's like, nah, just, I don't know what's in there, whatever. So he's like, look, I'll walk, I'll help you. Like the same thing with Jose and Rachel. Like, I'll help you. It's fine. I got your back. And she's like, so she tells the camera, like, he was great with me on the plane. Again, we need to see that footage. Was she duct taped to the goddamn seat? So she's like, he was great with me on the plane. It's good to feel like he always has my back. And this is when she talks about him like that. These are where these endearing moments come for me with him. I don't want to like him. But I also feel like he reminds me so much of, like, boys I grew up with. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're kind of... Like, we're not in a big city, so you kind of have that country-ish feel. And, you know, they just kind of are blue-collar, hard workers. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ryan probably makes a shitload of money in the oil and gas field. Yeah. But, like, just that hard scrapple life. You know, guys who work hard with their hands and they they take pride in their work. And, like, Ryan reminds me of that. And I think that's why I can't fully 100% hate him. Um. (laughs) And that's also why the image of him like that does not work when he's trying to say that he's a serial dater and a player. Like, I don't see those two things making sense to me. He's not a serial killer. (laughs) I like he's a serial dater, not on purpose. Yeah. So, um, she... So she's also telling the camera, like, Ryan's been patient with my fears. You know, I'm afraid of everything. And they kid around in it in bed. So later they go kayaking and she's doing great. And they see a manatee. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. freaked out. I was like, no, 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 no. I was okay with the manatee as long as it wouldn't be near me. But But this is swimming right under her. This went right under her kayak. It could have totally, like, flipped over the kayak. And you saw the panic come across her face. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, it's fine. Look at it. Look mm-hmm. at it. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to look at it. Like, get off her, her ass. Man. Yep. So we see them later and they're all dressed up. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Like, she was wearing like a cute black dress and he was wearing like a suit. Like, where were they going? <laughs> where they're going is they're having dinner on their balcony. This, yep. this is totally COVID. Like, they just keep eating on their balcony. Yeah, that's everyone. So, She's enjoying the honeymoon, but, you know, she's like, there are these differences. She's telling the camera, like, I'm just a little nervous about, you know, what we've talked about at dinner and the differences between us. And I don't know if we're going to be able to get over that. Okay. So then they talk about living together and they, they both agree to never make their bed. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, how are you about making your bed? See, here's the thing. When I was little, if I didn't make my bed, I would get spanked. Okay. So it's like, right. the moment I wake up that I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get back into bed. It's like, gotta, okay. you know, make my bed, put my little teddy on top. <laughs> yep. I cannot sleep at night if my bed is not made. Like, I am obsessed with making my bed. This did not happen to me until I became an adult. I never made my bed as a teenager. Oh, I um, had to. <laughs> no. I do make my kids make their beds. But... Every day before school, they make their beds. Um, I just, I don't know. I never... I don't like a messy bed. Like, even if for some reason it's unmade, which look for me, I'm probably dead and buried on the property somewhere. Um, before I get in it, I would have to make it. Yeah, and there's then get something in satisfying about seeing, like, a nicely met bed and just jump yes. into it. Like, yes. Like, oh, wow. yes. I love it. Yes. I'm also, like, a big mover in my sleep. So my bed looks like a wrestling match happened oh, yeah. the night me before. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So then Brett brings up politics and I wrote here we go and Ryan tells the camera like this is a non-issue but clearly it's it's eating at her because I keep hearing about it yep and he's like we just voted two different ways it's not a big deal oh oh Ryan because he's privileged 
this is where we see Brett now say that it's a very big deal for her. And she's gotten very involved as of late. And I wrote, you know, keep this in mind that this was filmed, you know, not too long after the Capitol riot. So like everything's yeah. super hyped and, and raw here. Right. I do have a note on Brett and Ryan. Oh God. Because they do bring up the fact that they haven't really discussed living arrangements. And I'm just like, wait, what are you doing the whole time you're together? They like, haven't shouldn't that be in there. They haven't discussed living arrangements. They haven't discussed money. And they haven't discussed family, I don't think. And they're not banging, so what are they doing? What are they doing? They're just talking about politics in a real nondescript way, I guess. I don't know. All right, so now the couples are on a boat. They go scuba diving together, and they decide, you know, the host, Gil, decides he's going to have them play a game of never have I ever. Bad idea. Bad idea. So the first two are lame. They're like scuba diving and rock climbing, whatever. Then streaking, we get way too much information that Ryan Baked Potato has streaked. We don't need to see that or know that. Then Brett comes up with, never have I ever had a one-night stand, and Bow takes a swig of her water. Yeah, but she says, it was a long time ago, a long time ago, but he's like, whoa. Aren't you surprised, though, that Serial Dater didn't take a swig? You know, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a yep. Serial Dater. He's a loser. Yeah. I know. Uh, so Bao does cheating. She says, never have I ever cheated. And Mirla takes a drink. And Rachel. And Rachel drinks. And of course, Mr. Perfect is not okay with this. He's like, what, what, what? Married a cheater. And then, okay, so I wrote, but to be fair, his father cheated on his mother. So there's some, some yeah. history there, whatever. Okay. The tour guide tells them that they can paddleboard now. And Ryan jumps on the board and he's like really good at it. Johnny almost drowns and gets washed out to sea. <laughs> so it's so funny because it's like Johnny's in open water. His pedal board is like super far from everyone. He's like twirling around the paddle. <laughs> because apparently he can't turn. He didn't learn how to turn. So he's just drifting away. He just goes straight. And then so, you see a boat speeding by and I'm like, oh my God, it's going to kill him. We're going to watch him die. So he was talking there. about this on Unfiltered. Which I do feel like Gil should be the new host of starting next season. But they were talking about this on Unfiltered and Johnny was like, it was really scary and no one was doing anything to help me. It like, didn't look like it. He's like, I'm looking at the boat like, is someone going to help me? And and um, they Jose was on and Jose's going, well, we were all kind of kicking around the idea of jumping on a board and coming out and helping you. And Johnny's like, but no one did. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because mine was like, oh, I could get him. But then it's like the lady that's like in charge of everything. It's like screaming like, do this, do that. Like, you know, barking instructions. But really yeah. telling like Jackie and Bowen, like, no, get in. You know, I think they were trying to like minimize having more cast members like in distress or going after him. But yeah, no one was doing yeah, Even no the woman, team. the woman who was running the tour is just like, what's going on out there? Yeah. Like just watching through her sunglasses. Hey, come that guy's back. drowning. Come back. Wait, come back. Stop. Turn All right, around. so the women then get together and they start discussing whether or not they're still independent. They're like, one thing we loved about each other when we met is that we were all independent. Do you think you're hanging on to that? And Brett and Rachel are like, well, we don't like them doing everything for us. Like, it's kind of uncomfortable. And Mirla, voice of reason, says, it's the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. it's okay. They're not like cooking dinner, cleaning the apartment. They're bringing you a coffee or, you know, helping you, whatever. Mirla's like, it's okay. And it will change. Yep. 100%. And Brett, ex- Brett expe- expresses some concern that she and Ryan are very different, including their political leanings. So that's going to be a thing. Yep. What if they get into like this big crazy fight and it turns out that Ryan like is exposed as a capital rioter and he gets arrested in the middle of the season? Oh my God, that would be amazing. I mean, not amazing because that's awful, right. but amazing entertainment for us. But here's the thing. I feel like he won't get that much pushback though because he kept saying, oh, it's not that big deal for me, you know? Yeah. But it's going to be a big deal for her. So it's It'll gonna, be a big deal for her. It's going to turn into something because she's going to keep poking at it and it's going to agitate him. Like, why is this such a big deal? It's not a big deal to me. And there's a reason that it's a big deal with women, right? Women are starting to worry about certain rights that are being mm-hmm. 
that are being jeopardized or being called into question. So like, I think it's interesting that all the women are kind of like, this is a big deal. It is. And the men are like, eh, not so much. Not so much. It's fine. (laughs) All right. So now we have next time I'm married at first sight. Oh, so fun. The couples are moving in. Zach surprises Michaela with roses. That was cute. And I wrote, expert alert, we actually see one. Pastor Cal asks Brett how she feels about Ryan, and she says she has a crush on him. Mirla is stunned that Gil kisses his dog. Hi, I kiss my dog. I kiss my dog, too. (laughs) Bao doesn't want to shower, and Johnny tells her in a different scene he doesn't want to blindside her and that he's going home after this. Now, when they showed that clip on Unfiltered, Mirla was on, too. And Mirla's like... What just happened? You never went back after the honeymoon? And Johnny said, I did not stay there after the honeymoon. So I wonder if it's a thing where like maybe he just is staying at his own house because she's uncomfortable sleeping with him at night. Maybe. And he's there, you know, and then he just goes home to sleep. I don't know, but they are two bedroom apartments. He could just sleep in the other room. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. I just feel, I can't explain it, but I feel like it's out of context. I feel like they're trying to make it seem like she won't shower, so he leaves. But I feel yeah, like it smells bad. so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and also you forgot to mention that Michaela, you see a little bit of her losing her cool. Oh, I have it. Michaela is slamming things around and tells Zach, you never came back. And he's like, I came back at 915. And she says, you're a motherfucking liar. So what's going on there? Oh, and Gil tells Mira over something. If that happens, I'm going to ask for a divorce. And Mm -hmm. Pastor Cal says, wow. Yeah. So that's next time. So how are you feeling about these couples? You know, I still am team Bao and Johnny. I still think that they can make it work. They have so much going for them. I mean, yes, they have like these differences, but I think that that's also editing yeah, a little yep. to make it seem a little more. They got to give know, us some drama because otherwise they're too perfect. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I'm confident in them that they'll work out. But Mirla, the thing with the dog, that's really hard because for a lot of people, like their pets are like the children. Yeah, and so. and not even that. It's just you're looking at this person like, wow, that's really cold. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it. I, I'm afraid it's going to change how he feels about her. You're right. It's like this is a living creature. Like that's kind of mean. Yeah. Kinda yep. Mean. Um. I, I honestly think, if it weren't for the political thing, Brett and Ryan would have a chance. Yeah. But I feel like that's going to become more and more of an issue for her. She needs someone better. She's too hot for him. He's, he's so boring. She oh, is beautiful. She is. And he's just. Well, yeah, you know how I feel about him. Um, Jose and Rachel, that is destined to crash and burn. They're all over each other, but yet they're not banging. There's there's an issue there. Yeah, yeah. Jose's in love with Johnny. They fall in love, run away together. Yep. All right, so next time we'll be talking about some possible divorce and leaving and uh, some fights. In the meantime, please feel free to leave us a review. We've had a couple and we can use all the help we can get building this up a little bit. Um, Again, my name's Amy. Uh, You can find me at uh, amyarcher.com or you can find my other podcast, which is called Gen X This Is Why. You can find that on any podcast app or at the website, Gen X This Is Why. And Leslie, where can we find you? You can find me on social media at Sinister Girls. Um, there's no S in girls, there's a Z, so G-I-R-L-Z. Um, it, you know, I interview bands, and this week's episode, today's episode, um, with Southern Avenue, they're a Memphis band, Grammy oh. nominated. They're amazing. Their new album just came out today, and they're just so cool, and you've got to check them out. And I just love interviewing different artists and different bands and closing them, because who doesn't love new music? Yep. every new artist so that's always fun and then you can go to sinistergirls.com all the past episodes are there even ones with Dolly Parton yeah yep, that's alright so there's all of that there and then you can also follow yeah you'll see all the links there I, I write books you'll see it's all there <laughs> you'll find us yep. alright guys thanks for listening and we'll see you next time
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 